What is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Sideliners Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Siegel, joined on this Monday evening by my co-host and good friend, Mr. Benjamin Salise. How are we doing today? Would I would say I'm doing pretty good. I just imitated those drums and horns from our great Monday Night Football theme. Um, yeah, that was good. Yes, very good. Um, yes. Honestly, it reminds me of like that that Baker clip where he where he does the drums too. Um, <laughs> um, in the air tonight, I that that's still one of the funniest clips I've seen. Um, Not gonna lie, I don't know it. You, I don't know. You know, I'm gonna show you after after the pod because yes, is, please enlighten me. Yes, I will. Um, but you're probably all wondering, you know, why we played that theme. So go ahead and tell us what we're doing today, Brad. Well, Benjamin. Thank you for asking. We are doing a little top 10 mock draft in preparation for Thursday's big event. Uh, like we mentioned in previous episodes, we did a lot for the draft last year. And this year, it's kind of been a little neglected. Not going to lie. But we're, we're just as excited. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. But before we, you know, before we get into it, let, let's get into our, our usual thing. Like, like how, how are you doing today, man? Like, you doing good? You know... I, I would say that I'm doing pretty, you know, t- t- today was a case of the Mondays, I would say. Um, yeah. I had my college uh, physics final today. Oh, how was that? Um, it was a little rough. I'm not going to lie. It was a little rough. But, you know, we got through it. I take the second part on Wednesday. You know, the SAT is tomorrow, debating whether or not I will show up to school <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, yeah I'm no, not. I I know you're not worried. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> um, but you know, honestly, this week can't get any worse than last week because last week was just a roller coaster of emotions and stuff, and it was just you know. Yeah, last week was rough, man. Really rough. It was. It was pretty rough, but you know, we're getting through it. And today was the case on Mondays, but you know, this is gonna get me in a better mood because I just can't wait to talk about football. Honestly, it's gonna be me great. too. I I need this tonight. I I've kind of. Yeah, the week the week's been tough. Definitely mm-hmm. been tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but always glad to be here. Always excited to talk football. So let's get right into it. I, okay, how do you want to do this? I like, like I'm trying to think. Do Do you want to like alternate? Like who goes first each pick? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think that's the best way that we can kind of yep. go with this. All right, start us off then with the Jacksonville Jaguars at number one. All right, so you know, I I think most people have now heard the reports that Trayvon Walker is going to be the number one overall pick. However, I have a theory. I do have a theory. Some of these teams do like to blow some smoke screens. And maybe Jacksonville is doing a little switcheroo and are going to take Aiden Hutchinson first overall. And honestly, I think he should be taken first overall. Because, you know, there's... Everybody's talking about Trevon Walker's potential, his combine performance, and how well he did. But honestly, there's just not a lot of film where he's doing all that great. Whereas Aiden Hutchinson, you have a lot of things to go off of. He's been getting the hype for a majority of the of the college football season and this offseason. And I and I think that honestly he's just a better prospect than Walker is. So I'm gonna go Hutchinson first. Alright. Here is my take on the first pick. I 
So, yes, it did officially come out like that in Vegas, you know, the best odds for the number one overall pick as of today are Trayvon Walker. And I trust Vegas. Um, so I'm going to go Trayvon Walker. Not going to lie. I don't know a whole lot about him. Um, but I'm completely torn as to who I think should be the first pick. So I'm going to go Trayvon. I'm going to trust the odds makers. And I'll say this about your, your smokescreen theory. <laughs> Why would a team with the first pick – make a smoke screen like who are they even trying to fool like why does it matter you know honestly i'd i mean i think it sets the tone maybe for at least position wise because i think edge rusher is one of the deepest oh, uh, for sure. um positions in this draft and i don't know maybe they're just trying to throw some teams off their game maybe you know you take hutchinson off the board because he's going within top two or top three at least you know, teams are gonna have to scramble. They're gonna have to figure out. You know, well now for our number, now for our number one guys off. Do we go with our number two guy, or do we maybe like you know playing some seeds of doubt? I would say. Yeah, I mean, I hear you, but also like at the same time, you know, I feel like historically the person that's supposed to be the number one pick is the number one pick. Um, but but it is a- weird. But it is weird how like just now with three days left that we are getting a confirmed number one pick when honestly in most drafts you had that consensus guy um yeah no i mean this is the most up in the air draft that i can ever remember honestly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll move on we gotta move a little bit we're moving to two i think this one should be pretty simple too i'm going aiden hutchinson for all the reasons we just said um yeah, it's, yeah. i'm going with trayvon walker you know i think the lions just settle for the potential pick here mm-hmm. go to number three Number three should be interesting. Number three. Go for it. Um, I'm going to go with Evan Neal. And it, it's just funny that whenever I do a PFF uh, mock draft, the needs for the Texans is listed as every position. Oh, uh, is it really? It is. Yes. They That's literally true. need everything. Um, and I think that the position that the pick of taking a corner here is very sexy. But the way that the Texans have been talking about, they, it looks like – um, Davis Mills is going to be the guy of the future, and I think if if that's the case, then you need an O lineman to bolster, um, you know his his ability to play on the field without having to run for his life. Um, so I'm gonna go with Evan Neal here. Yeah, I hear you, but I I like like you said about it being a sexy pick. Give me give me sauce. I think they go sauce here, like. Most of the mock drafts I'm seeing today have Sauce going in the top five. I think he will go in the top five. Um, but is that to say though that is he a better prospect than Stingley though? I think he, from every like, like I I form my own opinions. I, I've seen these guys play, but like, if I'm being honest, most of this stuff is based on like you know the the pros are a lot better than me at this. The you know the draft mock draft mm-hmm. guys whatever. Mm-hmm. And they love Sauce Gardner. And I, I mean, Sauce, Sauce Gardner's got that swag about him, you know? Like, Stingley's good, but you have to be somewhat worried about the injury history. You have to be worried about, you know, him taking the year off. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sauce is just, he's saucy, you know? And, like, that's so fun. Like, who doesn't want to yes. take Sauce Gardner? Right, um, right. And we'll move on to the Jets. Um, I'm going to completely butcher this guy's name, and it's, it's not going to be good. But, um, Ikem... Equanu, um, I think that was okay. Um, O-tackle from NC State, yeah, mm-hmm. um, for the Jets. Uh, I think Jets do go offensive line, whether that is Evan Neal, Equanu, Charles Cross, any of those guys. Um, but from what I've seen this 
just the way my draft plays out and what I think will happen, this makes sense for the Jets. I think it'll be either him or Evan Neal. I would be surprised if it's Charles Cross. Um, but, yeah, I, I like that. Right. I think with Wilson at the helm, you just need to protect your franchise guy. I think Oconwu is going to be that guy. Um, and obviously with the next pick in the Giants, because I think the Giants have kind of narrowed down their guy, who they want. I know. This um, is so Giants. We'll talk about that in a sec. But, yeah, you're right. going to Kwanu here? Um, yeah, I'm going to Kwanu here. All right. Let, let's, talk, let's talk about number five, my Giants. Um, if you don't mind, I, I'm going to. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. So we both put Charles Cross. And there was a report today that Charles Cross is the Giants' favorite guy, which could be a smokescreen. But, again, historically – this is such a Giants move. This is the most Giants move I've ever seen, ever. Like, when we picked Andrew Thomas, this is exactly what it feels like. I mean, yes. if Evan Neal is on the board at five, are we really going to go Charles Cross? Like, oh, like <laughs> go ahead. It's, it's, tough. it's tough. I will say that I, I don't know why Charles Cross is y'all's guy. Maybe the Giants just see something in him that we don't. But, I mean, I think if you're going with – off defensive tackle prospects and Neil is at five. I think you would go with Neil, but I mean, I would not be in the least bit surprised if they still would go cross here. No, yeah, I have in my mock draft Neil still on the board and the Giants taking cross anyway, which I think would happen if Neil's still on the board. Um, and I will say, like, PFF has um, has Charles Cross ranked higher than Evan Neal, believe it or not. Um, so I guess. That's a somewhat justified, but but, but, yeah, but I think but I think Evan Neal's just got that dog in him. I yeah, and he's, he's from Bama, that. like you know, yeah. he's got that experience. He's got he's definitely got the body build. You know, yeah. I think I think you put Evan Neal on the line, you're definitely going to be in for a night. So honestly, I just I think it would go Neal, but no. but I'll tell you what, I'm mentally preparing myself for this to be Charles Cross because <laughs> I think our fun pick is going to be at seven. We've got a fun pick, no matter what happens right, i think right 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 um but we'll get there let's move on to six you got it um i'm going to go with malik willis and i will say this because i think carolina wants a sexy pick i think the owners like the sexy picks in carolina and another reason is that i don't think you roll into training camp with darnold as the clear-cut guy I, I don't think you do that. You don't put your fans through another year of Sam Darnold, and I think that you have Willis compete with Darnold in training camp. Even if you want to start Darnold at the beginning of the year, I think that you, you're going to progress Willis into starting this year. That's, okay, so that's are you – So you are – like your team, uh, Malik Willis, first quarterback off the board? I think I am. I thought and, you weren't. I thought I was the Malik Willis guy. Well, I, I say this because I do think that teams like Willis' potential more than any of the quarterbacks here. But I think Carolina goes quarterback anyway. And if they chose Pickett, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But I think that teams like Willis' potential, you know, his ability to run, his ability to literally just chuck the ball 70 yards down the field is pretty amazing. I like um, Willis out of this class as, as my favorite quarterback for sure. Right, um, so I'm gonna have Panthers taking Willis. So I, I originally had Pickett, uh, for the Panthers, but then I was looking and I finished my top ten, and no one, uh, Evan Neal was still on the board, and I was like, that, it, that just can't be. So I, so I put Evan Neal at six because that's just good value, I think. I mean, Evan Neal's, like we just said, at, such at a six, solid. Yeah, at six would be really good. That's value um, right there. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and, I, you know, when I finished my top 10 and Evan Neal wasn't there, I was like, that's uh, just no. Like, <laughs> that doesn't seem like, right. No, not at all. Um, all right. I'm going to let you get this pick because I know you're excited about it. All right. Here's, here's the deal for me. This is a win-win-win for the Giants at seven. Um, mm-hmm. They, like the way I see it, we're taking an offensive lineman at five, whether that's Cross or Neal. I think it'll be Cross. Um, have a feeling Neal will be off the board. It doesn't matter. We're not going to take two offensive linemen. Would that, would that be like unheard of? I honestly I don't know if I would be upset if we did that. I, I would. That'd be weird. Um, du- double dipping within three picks of each other. Yeah, that'd be weird. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, I think we get a fun, splashy pick here, whether that is Sauce Gardner, if he's still on the board, um, Thibodeau, if he's still on the board, or Kyle Hamilton. I'm so happy with any of those three. Or, or Derek Stingley, make it four. Mm-hmm. Um, any of those defenders, somebody that can really make a difference on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I do have Kayvon Thibodeau. I think that's good value. Although I would not be surprised if it was Sauce, if he was still on the board. Or like I said, Kyle Hamilton. It's crazy to me that one of those guys is most likely going to drop out of the top ten. But I would be ecstatic for any of them. So, yeah. Dude, do you think you're – Position needs line more with edge rusher versus in the secondary. That's why you're taking Thibodeau here. To be honest, um, I just think Thibodeau is a highly touted prospect. I think, I think as far as the secondary, yeah, especially the safeties. Like Kyle Hamilton would be sick. Mm-hmm. And like, could you imagine like a Xavier McKinley, Kyle Hamilton safety duo? That would be sick. That'd be um, pretty cool. And the same thing with with Sauce Gardner. Although our corner, our corners really aren't great, and we do need to draft at least one corner in this in this draft mm-hmm. but um a lot yeah Thibodeau I, our, our edge rushing is god awful really really bad I'm going to also say Thibodeau but I would not be surprised if they go corner here especially I do think that corner situation needs to get addressed um, yeah as as I honestly think edge rushing is worse though like our interior defensive line is fine with uh Dexter Lawrence and god I can't even remember um <laughs> Williams yeah, Leonard Williams, thanks. Um, but I, on, honest to God, I, I don't know if I could name our edge rushers. Like, it just Lorenzo I'm, Carter. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know this better than I do. It's the off season. I'm rusty. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, no, it's it's really not good. Like, I, I'll be playing the Weddle, and I see like John, like NFC East defensive end. I'm like, oh, who's the Giants defensive end? Wait, I don't know. Um, all right, number yeah. eight, um, Atlanta. I would th- – this is almost like a situational pick because I think if Kevin Ridley was not suspended, they would not be picking um, who they are going to pick, and that is Garrett Wilson. Um, I think that, you know, you, you want to have weapons. Um, and Garrett Wilson is an amazing player. Um, but I think that this is just kind of comes down to, well, you need somebody else to get the ball here on this offense besides Kyle Pitts. Um so I think that you do go with Garrett Wilson here, and then you just have another cornerstone for your team. But um, if Ridley was not suspended, I would see them picking corner to pair up with AJ Terrell, um, whether that be Sauce, whether that be Stingley. Uh, but I'm going to go Garrett Wilson here as the first receiver off. I like that take. I completely agree. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of mock drafts having Drake London or Jamison Williams go off the board before. Garrett Wilson, but like I just cannot imagine. Like, nah. I mean, he's, Garrett Wilson is so good. good. He's and I think there's good. there's absolutely something to be said. You know, like people will argue for Drake London's potential, um, 
But there's something to be said about college production. I mean, you've seen it with Devontae Smith. You've seen it with a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. But, uh, like, yeah, I mean, he produced in college. And especially with the absolutely loaded receiver room that Ohio State has. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's definitely something to be said about that. And I like the, the Falcons take number eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to Seattle at nine. Kyle Hamilton's still on the board. They take Kyle Hamilton. I don't know who Seattle's safeties are. I know they're not good, though. Um, <laughs> Jamal Adams. <laughs> Prez. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know why. Like, Yeah. like Seattle Seattle is in a weird spot because super they're weird. not on QB. They really don't have much on offense besides, you know, Lockett and DK. Chris Carson. Um, Chris, Chris, Chris Carson, I, I guess you could throw in, in there. But that defense – it's not looking the greatest right now, and that offense is not looking great at all. They kind of, they're kind of in that situation where they need pretty much talent, just every position. Yeah, they're actually in a. Honestly, now that you mention it, they might be in one of the worst spots in the league, really, because yeah, because they don't have any direction. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Texans have direction, kind of. Right. The Giants, not really, but I'm telling you, I've said this a million times. I'll say it again. Tank this year, build up that offensive line, build up the defensive line. Tank this year, Bryce Young or Stroud, I don't care. <laughs> Um, so here's my take on this. I think Houston needs to be aggressive in this draft. They need a lot of talent. And I think that since they know who their quarterback is going to be, they just want to build around him. Um, so I have Houston actually trading with Seattle here. And I'm going to say that they build up that secondary because their cornerbacks might be the worst in the league. I'm going to have them going with sauce. And have them go with Sauce and over Stingley. Um, yeah, it's honestly, it's just, it's just one of those things where if you get either, I think it's going to be fine. But I think that they have to go corner here if they trade up. Um, that's what I have going with Sauce right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a good, a perfect scenario. I will say, I'm, I'm going to keep you in check. I saw that exact trade in a mock draft. Um, actually, yeah, then man, I mean. You you honest like you just you just came up with that? I seriously did just come up with that because I do think Houston needs to be aggressive. I'm impressed. I did not. I literally didn't. Where did you find that? Oh, I think it was like NBC. Like no, I was looking up some stuff earlier. Yeah, no. I'm... Fans are not look right now. <laughs> I, I I seriously did just think that. Yeah, Houston... no, it was. So they Texans traded a nine to take Garrett Wilson, not to take Sauce, but Texans traded. See, a nine. but see, but even then, I don't really understand. Not necessarily because yeah they need help at receiver but I think that I think you need to help that defense more you need to help that offense first especially um, considering the cornerbacks I think I think you go sauce if if Houston trades up I see it both ways there's no wrong answer really because um, they do need everything <laughs> that's so true um, moving on to pick number ten the Jets again um, we both went Drake London solid receiver prospects. He just seems like a Jets guy. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but that just makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if Jameson Williams goes here either. Yeah, either. no, me there, is, there, there is the injury concerns, obviously, with him coming off the ACL injury. But um, Jets have to go receiver, I think, in the top 10. And, you know, if London's there. They're probably going to pick London. Um, no, it is a Jets pick. It is Definitely a Jets, Jets guy. Um. Yeah, and I think that about does it with our top 10 mock draft. We're getting pumped up for Thursday. And it, mm-hmm. it's exciting because, like we said, 
who knows what's going to happen? I think our picks are pretty solid. I wouldn't be surprised if either of those scenarios happen, but there's a lot of different ways it could play out, just like mm-hmm. any year, but it, it feels like more so this year. Right, right, right. Um, and with that being said, we're just going to give a quick little thank you to our friends at Anchor for enabling us to film this lovely podcast that we so much enamor. Chef, chef's kiss for the people over at Anchor, honestly. Um, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, yes. With that being said, just going to run through some things quickly because I cannot come up with anything <laughs> to talk about <laughs> conversation-wise. But we kind of neglected the rest of the sports world, so let's run through that super, super quickly, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, NBA series. I'm watching Celtics Nets as we speak. Um, and Boston is about to sweep this entire damn series. Like, how? Like, what? Like, I, you know, Nets in seven. I was either going to go Nets in seven, Celtics in seven. This series looked like it was going to be one of the best. Unfortunately... Celtics are about to sweep in Brooklyn. They're up seven with eight minutes to go. Um, if they hold on, they're the first team to punch their ticket to the second round. Right. I, um, just I, I just think that the perfect kind of thing for this series is the Kyrie Irving a quote where he's like, you know, um, I can look down the court and look at my guy and be like, he, he can make that shot too. That He is not the word that he used, but he's saying that that effort can make that shot too. And they're about to get swept in the first round. And that is just kind of how this season went for the Nets. Um, yeah. What a letdown. It is a letdown, I would say. Um, and you're going to blow through these real quick. Um, Toronto, Philadelphia. Toronto was able to take a game at home to avoid the sweep. Mm-hmm. But they do lead in Philadelphia. Um, early second quarter. They're up eight right now. Um, sorry, late second quarter. Now they're up ten. Um so it could be an interesting little thing there. Um, Utah and Dallas, they're tied at two apiece. Got a game in Dallas tonight. Right. Um, I actually did watch majority of this game, and just the fact that they just – their whole strategy were for guarding Luka was basically just to double-team him down the stretch, and obviously that worked in the final possession as Luka had to give it up, and they missed the game-winning shot. Um, I don't know. This, this series is looking like it's going to go down to just the wire every single game. But now that Luka's back – you know, I'm still giving that a shit, Dallas, I'd say. Give me the Jazz. Moving on, because we got to move. Mm-hmm. Hawks, Heat. The Heat look good. They're up 3-1. Expect them to close it out tomorrow. Nothing else to be said about that. Um, Minnesota-Memphis has ended up being maybe the most entertaining series. <laughs> um, Minnesota takes game four. Um, we go back to Memphis tomorrow night for game five. Uh, New Orleans-Phoenix tied it to a piece as well. The Pelicans really hanging in there. Go back to Phoenix tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago and Milwaukee, Bulls, Bucks. The Bucks look like the better team. They go back to Milwaukee um, up 3 1. I think they're going to close it out on Wednesday. And then the final series, Denver, Golden State. The Nuggets avoid a sweep yesterday. Um, but yeah, the Warriors are probably going to win. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Warriors, Warriors are good, man. They're um, good. Yeah, it just, you know, the fact that Jokic had to go nuclear in this game, um, you know, it just, I don't know. The Warriors team, it's just, it's just a lot to handle. Um, so, yeah, they got Warriors. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Marcus Smart just flopped pretty bad. That was bad. 
I think he flopped. Oh no, he kind of got hit, but he, nah, he flopped. Uh, we 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 expect this from Marcus Smart. Right. We expect this. Um, college baseball top three. Tennessee is still top. Is still number one for like the I don't know six straight weeks, something like that. Oregon State remains in the top two. Then Miami following him up. Talk about Texas for a sec. I we talked. I talked about the Air Force series. That was terrible. But this weekend, oh my God, I've never seen our bats so hot. It's unbelievable. We're four home runs shy of the single season team home run record, and we've got a lot of games to go. Um, <laughs> Friday night, we won twenty to one against Baylor. Saturday, thirteen to four. Sunday, another thirteen to four. I mean, we outscored them forty six to nine this weekend, which is. Thank God we really needed it. Um, but yeah, we remained at 10, which is fine. Um, and then moving on to a Rangers update, we won a series, our first series win of the year. And I, I'm honestly shocked. I mean, beating the A's in Oakland, like, where did that come from? Um, yeah. you, know, you know, honestly, going back to the Rangers here for a second, I will say, though, is that we could be the Reds. Like, we really could be the Reds. Um, I mean, just. Uh, there was a graphic on ESPN about the Reds' last 10 games uh, ahead of their game against the Cubs. And it's just the fact that, like, the Reds have scored, uh, like, as many runs as the Cubs have in, like, and the Cubs have played, like, three three or four games, and they had scored, like, 21 runs, and the Reds had, in 10 games, had scored, like, 20. Oh, and yeah. just, I mean, the Reds obviously 0-10 in their last 10 games, and it's just... It's just depressing all around. So we could we could be them, honestly. That's true. Joey Votto is a national treasure, though. Um, <laughs> he, he made a really funny TikTok. He was like, apparently, when I make a TikTok, we win. So the guys asked me to make a TikTok. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that was that was funny. But feel feel for Joey Votto. He he is a national treasure. But that's true. I honestly think the Pirates are a worse franchise, though. He's not the Pirates. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. You can't you can't be upset with a series win, honestly. So no, I'm I was shocked. Let me tell you, and we're we're playing the Astros right now. And we're tied in the bottom of the fourth. Um, Who did the Astros not, play yesterday? Because I was watching that game. I have no idea. You, you act like I watch regular season baseball in my own team. <laughs> um, but there's I'll tell you what the Astros are really not looking good as of late. Uh, they're three and seven in their last ten. Um, <laughs> Yeah, only two games ahead of the Rangers, which is – that's really bad. <laughs> Fourth in the division because um, the AL West looks good other than the Strohs and the Rangers. But, yeah, nothing really exciting. The Mets are off to a good start. The Mariners, too. I feel like the Mariners get a good start every year and then just end up being mediocre. <laughs> and, hey, you know, we, we strive for mediocrity here. Um, at least as Rangers fans, so that's so um, true. Well, yeah, we we do strive for that. I mean, that's like the goal. <laughs> um, but yeah, unsurprisingly, the Dodgers have the best record in the league. Giants look good too. Rockies looking surprisingly good. Um, <laughs> you, I thought you were hypercritical of the Rockies signings for the summer. No, that's no, kinda... I actually no, I was not. I just didn't think they were going to be good. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. MLB talking about the MLB even is so dry. Like, there's just, just nothing. It's, like, it's, it's just so long, man. It's so yeah. long. Yeah, the the there's no like there's no urgency. There's no like motivation to really like. It's it, it's very lethargic. 
I'll yeah. say that. But it's but there's something nice about it's just relaxing, you know? Like a day at the ballpark, like just the whole <laughs> it's like we're just we're just talking about about baseball, you know? Yes. Love yes, baseball. Um anything however, else we want to cover? <laughs> I I will say though, is that what is the plan for Thursday as the draft? I don't know. What do you what do you want to know? I think that I will at least post a live live reaction to the TikToks that will be coming out Thursday night. Um, and I don't know, honestly. It it should be interesting, you know. I think we should maybe talk to some people, see see what we can do. And I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, I'm maybe not get a draft surprised. special. I think I need to pick my sister up somewhere at some point during the draft. <laughs> wow, but man. I'm, like, down to do something. We got yes. to post on Anchor. Maybe something short. Let's yes, it's little yes. check us out on, you know, whatever. You know, <laughs> you know, we'll probably not do the Instagram live because you know that was so fun last time. But no, Loki, uh, I'm down. I'm down to do an Instagram live. Uh, what else should we do draft, during the draft? That would be actually very good. It'd be very entertaining. Um, yeah, it would. I'm down, yes. but maybe not the whole thing because that would take a long time. Right, right, right. Maybe like um, first ten picks or something. I don't know. Right. Let us know what you want to see for the draft day special on Thursday. With all mm-hmm. that being said, we appreciate everybody listening all the way to the end. Thank you. Thank you for listening on Spotify. Make sure you give us a like and download. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a five-star rating. You got anything else, Brad? Oh, Jalen Brown just had a cold and one. That was that was nice. Oh, actually, I don't know why I'm waiting until now to bring this up. But I was listening to some old podcast episodes um this weekend or like one old podcast episode i'm trying to think there was something that really made me laugh i don't remember what it was but just like some of the stories it might have been just like listening to me talk about old like texas games (laughs) and just being like oh like like i like oh you know we played like you know we lost to iowa state but we got kansas this week like (laughs) that should be fine anyway that's all i need to say about that oh man go horns go rangers Go Nets to make this just out of this sucks, man. Like, go go Giants banking on those first two picks. Yeah, hopefully. okay. Actually, I'm gonna end this off. I want it to be it's not gonna be Evan Neal. I'm not gonna be unrealistic. Charles Cross and Thibodeau. What I said today, that's what's gonna happen. I'm great with it. Mm-hmm. Um and with all that being said, thank you for listening this far. And we will see y'all for the draft special on Thursday. <laughs>